Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening and welcome again to Love Lines Radio. Um, tonight, uh, this is episode three, sorry, and um, tonight we have uh, three special guests, so that's going to be really fun. So let's go around and introduce ourselves. Um, I'm the host, Shari. Um, my co-host, Michelle. Hello, everyone. Hi. from Queen. Queens, New York, and um, my other co-host, Sean, from Virginia. What's up, everybody? I'm a New Yorker. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have uh, Patrick from Brooklyn. Hello. Hey, Pat. And we have Jen from Brooklyn. Hi. (laughs) And then finally, but not least, of course, we have Tracy from New York, New York. <laughs> okay, so tonight's topic whoo, is a doozy. Okay, people, so roll up your sleeves. This is a big one. Tonight we're talking about staying in relationships that are not working or that are unhealthy or bad, whichever way you want to put them. Everybody's been in them. So... Um, <laughs> what what we're really trying to figure out with all of us here on the call is what is it that makes us stay? What are we telling ourselves or what lines are we being told? Whatever it is, we're just, you know, collectively trying to get some feedback. Maybe we could find out there's a common denominator to all this. Who knows? Who knows? So tonight, um... I'm going to uh, let Tracy start off. So, Tracy, go ahead and tell us. Uh, let's let's find out were you how long were you in the relationship? Uh, did you guys have kids? And what happened that made it bad? Okay, so it was six years. Um, yes, we have a son together, and he's seven, and. All right, well, how do I start with what made it bad? Um, hmm. Okay. Well, let's start with, I'm sorry to interject, but let's start with what made it good first, and then, you know, just briefly say what made you go for this guy and why did you, you know, why how did you guys end up together? Yeah. Oh, okay. So then we can see, we can kind of see how, where, how it went from, you know, it was really good to then it went bad. Okay, so uh, I'll start from the beginning. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Not too much of a beginning. It's our show. (laughs) No, not that far. But it was (laughs) it was uh, it was a normal, you know, the New York street meeting with the cat call. He was a cat caller, so it was like that. It was just a physical attraction, kind of, but more he was mysterious. So I like to 
pick people's brains and get behind the mystery. So that was me being curious. So curiosity killed the cat. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't really know what was good. But I, I, <laughs> he wasn't, like, to me, he didn't, he wasn't something I would have been attracted to. And the way we met, I wouldn't normally meet someone like that. It was just, I guess, a risk. So, Were you coming off of a bad relationship that made you just yeah pay more attention to so, that? Right. So it was uh it was that type of thing, like fresh off of something horrible, and then just trying to do the normal to get over someone. You got to get under someone, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. And then quick, and it was kind of quick after that that my son happened. So it was we forced each other to stay. In the relationship. So, but in the midst of all of that drama, it was always someone else. He had another daughter, so it was the mother at first of that daughter. Then it was a girl that he claimed he broke up with but didn't break up with, so she still thought they was together. And then there was the girl who he knew before, and they still liked each other, but he didn't talk to her, and she came out of nowhere. And the girl that was supposed to be his aunt, it turned out to be his lover, and it was just a bunch of them. So, mm. yeah. So in order to stay, I just, I don't know. I just said, all right, so it's a lot of us, but I'm getting what I want. So, well, what was that? And it was when I wanted him to do something for my child, he did it. If I asked okay. for something, he got it. And if I wanted to have sex, he did it. So everything I wanted was done. And if he wanted to do anything else, that was on him. I just didn't feel like looking. People in my generation is not up to par. (laughs) And then older guys. (laughs) And then older guys prey on the young. So it was just not something I felt like dealing with. So I just stuck for comfort. Mm. Okay. So even after finding out about all these different people, one after the other, basically, were there arguments? Did you get, you know, or was it just like, oh, okay, fine, her oh, no, more no, the no. merrier? No, there was arguments in the beginning. I would say there was arguments in the beginning, but during, after, honestly, the second phone call from the second person, and it was months apart, or as a matter of fact, no, it was like a year or so a gap in between the two separate phone calls. So it was just like, after those, I was upset. There was fights, horrible fights. But after, like, when it was kept being more and more, I just didn't care after a while because I, I, it was, I wasn't concerned. I didn't see it. It was them calling me. So as long as I didn't see it, I didn't care because oh, it wasn't in front of my face. Mm. One wow. day call, so that was me telling him, as long as you get them to not call me, they don't exist. I don't see wow. them <laughs> at all. So be in a relationship with ourselves if I don't know about them. So just tell them don't call me. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. And what was the final straw then? What happened where you where uh, you guys are not together uh, anymore, right? Right, no. What happened okay, so is what? when I decided that I wanted to settle, and I knew that that wasn't going to happen. So I wasn't going to sell myself on, you know, girls give themselves a dream. Like, nah, I'm the main one, and mm-hmm. he's going to land with me. No, I knew that wasn't going to happen. 
So, okay. and I wasn't going to be married and then have this happen. That wasn't going to happen either because then insurance policies work. But <laughs> I, I just, yeah, so I, I don't know. After that, when I decided, no, I want an actual man that's with me and only me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to worry. I don't want to have to visit the doctor often. I don't want to do that. Like, <laughs> I want to live but, normal. But six years is so long. Like, I, I just, at, in in the midst of those six years, did you have this kind of talk with yourself? I mean, like, yeah. did so you, okay. So you did try to say, I'm not doing this anymore, I'm done, but just stayed anyway. Right. It was more like a, I'm done within myself, but. Like, he doesn't oh, get see. the emotional part of me. He just has the physical. Me. Like, yeah, the physical part. Oh, okay. But, well, let, let me, yeah. let me, let me, if, 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 if you're um, done answering that question, allow me to, answer, to ask a question. Um, mm-hmm. This is John. Uh, allow me to ask a question. Um, you said that <clears throat> as long as you didn't see the, uh, see the shenanigans, it didn't exist to you, right? Right. When did it get to a point to where that became acceptable? Like you just said to yourself, you know what? As long as I don't see it, I ain't worried about it. Right after which like, one? Like after. what happened? What happened that made you say that? The second phone call when he basically he it was uh, I felt like he didn't care at first. So it was a he wasn't defending me type of thing. So I was more or less at first fighting for respect, more or less. Like just just don't make this happen but after the second phone call with the girl who I felt like it was just pure entertainment at this point like people are just popping in and calling like you're just giving these girls ideas and you're selling all of us the same dream we're all on the same level there's no higher up to anyone else I I just didn't feel the insecurity to have to prove myself to have to get mad because I knew the problem wasn't me it was him I think most of the time girls fight because they're trying to defend their own position. But at this time, I, I realized my position, and we were all in the same. So there's nothing to fight for. I'm okay with this. Just I don't see them. Mm. And how so, long were you in that relationship? Six, six years. years. Yeah. Six months. So on a, um, uh, let's see, uh, Jen, Jennifer, it is this yeah. familiar to you? Did you? Is this something that you went through, or was yours different? Um, that's a, well, let me take a step back. Um, I think it's something that all women, on some level, have experienced, where we choose to see what we want to see, or we rationalize it, or we minimize the emotional impact that it has on us as individuals. Um, I think that for me, you know, I'm I'm legally separated, but I'm going through a divorce. I was with my ex for, oh, God, I met him when I was 18. We dated briefly, broke up, then we got back together when I was in my mid-20s. And I justified getting married what I perceived as quickly, because I don't necessarily think that should be an impulsive decision, based on the fact that I knew him for so long. But the reality is I didn't know him. I knew of him. And um, I allowed him to come into my world. And as I progressively began to know him better, I liked less of what I saw. Um, I know for me, it, it wasn't necessarily about cheating. My ex was 
very open with his sexuality. He actually preferred to have sex with other couples. And I think at first I went along with it and I convinced myself that I was going along with it for the wrong reasons. And I think really the underlying motivation for me to engage in that lifestyle was because I was looking for something else. I don't necessarily think that he was, but I think that I was. So I was only able to keep up the facade for so long before I realized that I was very unfulfilled. And on top of all of that, you know, he wasn't very nice to me. He was a very hot-tempered individual, and I'm a very sensitive person. And so we kind of mix, like, oil and water. And when he was great, he was fantastic. And when he was terrible, he was a nightmare. So it was never even. It was never balanced. It was always one extreme or the other. And after I got pregnant with our son, my son is six, it became even harder to get out because, you know, let's just be real, I didn't make a lot of money at the time. We live in one of the most, I live in one of the most expensive cities in the world. I didn't know how I was going to support myself. He scared me out of asking him for child support. Um, so I was very scared. Um, so that's probably why I stayed as long as I did was because I wasn't confident that I could do it on my own. And it wasn't until I realized that I could and that being alone and maybe even struggling on some level far outweighed being miserable in my marriage. Right. And how long were you all together again? Um, when we got back together when I was in my mid-20s, uh, we got married within the first year, and then we separated two and a half or three years later. Okay. So, um, so when he approached uh, you with the uh, uh, other couple stuff, mm-hmm. was that a surprise? to you or did you kind of like did he just hint along the way and then or was it just like look I want to do this and you're either in or you're out type of it was it was I I can say that I was kind of blindsided um I mean I knew he was a very sexual person I guess for me and I don't know if this applies to all women I'm not going to assume that but I felt like you know when I'm really in love with someone and when I'm really committed to someone I don't want to have sex with anybody else so it was a very foreign concept to me. I don't think it was, oh, I'm not content with you. I think it was, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm a freak or, you know, I have a high sex drive. And I'm thinking, well, we can have sex more often. What's the problem? And so, like, I did kind of feel pressured into it. Um, and that made me feel uncomfortable because I felt maybe I was doing it more so for him than I was for myself. Right, right. Wow. So um, when you finally uh, broke it off, was it you or, or, or was it him? Oh, it was me, and it was it was oh, not okay. pleasant. Um, I made a decision. I finally accepted that he wasn't a bad person. He just wasn't the person for me. And we didn't bring out the best in each other. We brought out the worst in each other. And that was an environment that I didn't want to raise my son in. Um, He's an excellent father. You know, he's present, and I'm so thankful for that. But we're just better off as friends. So when I decided to end the relationship, you know, it was was very traumatic. Um, You know, he said every mean thing in the book he could think of. And, that I mean, he tore me down, and the next minute he was building me up, like, don't leave me, don't leave me. Okay, I hate you, I hate you. Okay, don't leave me. And it was just like, 
well, you know, I was right. We're just, we just, we don't fit. And, you know, based on what you're telling me, it doesn't really sound like you like me as a person. And if you can't like and respect your per- your partner, then I don't understand how you can go to love them. So right. despite his ambivalence about me moving on, I felt in my heart that it was the best decision. Mm-hmm. And I think we're both better off for it. Okay. Okay. Well, I am very, very interested to hear a male's side of a bad relationship because, you know, as as I was telling um, my husband today, I sometimes I get, you know, blindsided thinking that no, 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 men are not like women. We we're we can be silly sometimes, and we just stay and stay. Men are too smart for that. They just they get out of there right away. But <laughs> but he assured me I was out of my mind. So I want to know, <laughs> so which lucky guy? I'm going to pick one. You know I'm picking you, Pat. I want to know. Uh, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I just knew it. <laughs> so I want to know from you, Pat, what, what is your story? How long, how long was it good, like Michelle said? How long was it bad? Just fill us in. And what made you stay? What was really the, the thing that made you stay? Uh, first of all, I'm going to say I stood with her, I think, about 17 years, over 17 years. My son is 17, my daughter is 20. I was with her when she, when her daughter was six months old. Okay? So the good, it was just like a roller coaster. Anybody been on it? Know what it is. Once you're on your way to the top, you like, all oh, the thrill, you know, you don't know what's going to be the first dip. Then you get over the first dip, and then it goes back up, relief, you know, and so on. It was just like that. So I can't really say, oh, it was good for a period of time, then got bad, then it was over. No, it was good and bad, good and bad, good and bad, just like that. Now, from talking to my friends and uh, people that know my story, I realized that maybe it's the way I was brought up that I took. That it took me so long to let it go because, by the way, like in December of last year was a year since I finally left after so many years. So why did I stay? It was because I'm pro-family, and uh, my son was born within uh, two years of me dealing with her. So we was just fooling around, not the normal thing, you know, not fun. And um, um, he was born, so that was my, that's my only son, and I never want to leave him behind. So try to work it out, and it would work out at a time, and then it would be something else. It would be like her deal was like between uh, uh, the dudes and almost trying to experience and the drugs. You know, that was like a bad cycle. So it was really a bad, bad cycle. I think I stood that long because I wasn't, uh, I didn't grow up right here. So I guess that's my only reason to understand. I should have left like 15 years ago. So, so okay. Um, so in all three of your cases, were you coming from a broken, well, in your case, Pat, it sounds like you didn't have a broken family. Your your parents were together. Know. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean. They were together. Until my father so, passed away, yeah. 
Oh, okay. So what about uh, you, Jen, or, or Tracy? Mm-hmm. Did you see, you know, what you dealt, what you ended up to deal with in your relationships? Um, I mean, in your relationship, Jen, did you see that in your house when you were growing mm-hmm. up? Is that kind of what you just mimicked what you saw or you just kind of? Um, in a sense, I mean, when you, when you first put out the question, you know, what I initially wanted to say is that, you know, the the term unhealthy is subjective. You know, that means something different for everybody. And unfortunately, there's a lot of maladaptive and negative behavior that people normalize either because it's just what they've experienced consistently or maybe it's what the, what they saw growing up. I know for me, my mom is a, a DV survivor, domestic violence survivor. And, you know, unfortunately, I had to see a lot of things that I'll never be able to forget. So I don't think it's all that surprising that I ended up in an emotionally abusive relationship, even though I saw the red flags, you know, I maybe normalized them, I maybe minimized them, uh, maybe I gravitated towards what felt comfortable. But at some point, I think the real catalyst for the change and recognizing that I deserved more was learning how to value myself, uh, was learning how to respect and love myself. And once I raised the bar for myself, I began to raise the bar for other people around me. Right. That's good. Very good. Yeah. And so, Sean, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is just an hour show. I need about two days to tell you what. Oh. Where do I start? Let me, let me, let me, let me start by saying... And you know, great question, where do I start? Let me start by saying that y'all are some great people because y'all hung in there for a great bit of time. <laughs> well, I would have just said, you know what, the hell with this. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, I think back to 2012, and, um, you know, I, I met a girl, and she was everything I wanted physically in a woman, everything. I mean, from the longest hair on her head to her the tip of her toes, she was I couldn't have drew I couldn't have drawn a better girl. And in the beginning it was great. You know, we, we, we laughed good, we talked good, you know, we cried good, you know, you know, the physical part of it was great, the sex was great. I mean we had a great time, we went out. But I started noticing that there was little uh 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 cracks in the dam, so to speak. You know what I mean? And You know, it would be uh, a little heated argument about the smallest thing. And after a while, I started to realize, okay, this girl is used to dysfunction. You know, Mm. dysfunction was her her style. So she started the argument. Communication, right, over the littlest, what I perceive to be the littlest thing. You know, so, you know, it would be... You know, it, it could be something so – it could be something as little as leaving the light on in the kitchen. You know what I mean? It, 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 and it would be like a bad 45-minute argument, you know. So then it got to the point to where when the dam broke loose, that was it. It was, you know, you I was walking a tightrope just to say hello. You know, I didn't know if, if I called her at – on my lunch break, would, it, would an argument start? 
you know what I mean? So it got to the point where I just said, well, you know what? All the the good stuff, like a million good things wasn't enough to make me want to take one bad thing. So I got out. Mm. Mm. And how long? How long did it take? Uh, uh, Over the course of about two years. Oh, okay. You're quick. Yeah, you sure are quick. But then there was no kids involved, right? There was no kids involved. I think that changes everything, the the whole situation. And that's why I said said, y'all are great. Yeah. (laughs) Because y'all stuck it out for a good little while. You know what I mean? I mean, y'all stuck it out for a a great while. Yeah. So, So, Tracy, did did, um, your family, did you see that in your house? You know, your... Did I see the... I mean, what the behavior, the, the, what you justified. Oh, well, what I justified, no. But the reasons why, yes, which was for my child. Oh. And, yes, I saw my parents do that. My mother stayed for a long time for her kids, me and my sister. So mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to do. I wanted my son to see his, his parents getting along so that was another reason why I pushed feelings down because I didn't want to, you know, have to try to have kill him every time my son saw us together because he always wanted to do family things together when I wanted him to just take the child by himself. But I, I didn't want to split that whole thing up yet. Even though I, I did, I knew eventually I wanted to be away from him, I also wanted my son to see union. So that was the six years. But once I left, I realized he could still see union. He could still see family and love, and he will see genuine family and love if we're split because it's not going to be genuine if I'm faking a smile eventually because he's not giving me what I want now that I'm mature. Mm-hmm. So I had right. to end it for the right. sake of that. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely mm-hmm. understandable. That's actually part of uh, my own situation where it was too long, 16 long years, and I I couldn't even tell you how many of them were uh, good because, like Pat said, it was good, it was bad, it was good, it was bad, it was on and it was off. The only part in it that stayed consistent was the pretend. You know, it was we always pretended that everything was okay to the public. So to the public, everything looked like, you know, happy family, happy marriage. But, you know, behind closed doors, it wasn't a lot of fighting or anything like that. It was just that there was no connection. It was just really no real connection, no real uh, intimacy or relationship. It was just two people that get along most of the time as friends somewhat, and they just, have these kids that they are just going to pretend to <laughs> raise together. Basically, it was literally like, well, what was it, the Truman Show, where they put the guy in the studio and made him pretend he lived his whole life. That That's really what it was. It was absolutely like that, especially. Uh huh. I'm sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, I was going to say, especially now that I have a real marriage, it. it it's so funny how pretend that one was, you know. So yeah, it it, it was crazy. And I, and I, so I just wanted to um, I just wanted to piggyback uh, what you said 
with I think that's the biggest thing now um going into you know looking for somebody is you know a connection is 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 either rushed to be made or is never made mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and you know so many people are looking for that connection to, and they and they try to make it happen, you know they try to force mm-hmm. it to happen with somebody, and when it doesn't happen. Like we said last week, you know, we you know this is this is eerily eerily similar to some of the points we raised up last week was that by the time you realize that there's really no connection, it's too late because now you got you know a fifth grader and a kindergartner, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but, <clears throat> well, um, I I wanted. To oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Who was talking? No. Oh, Jennifer, I, you can go ahead. Oh, okay. Now, I wanted to say that um, towards the end of me and his relationship, it was, we actually connected better because me and him were forced to kind of get to know each other, and then I was pregnant quick, so he was knowing the hormonal me and not the real me. So he didn't get the real me, and I didn't get the real him until, I guess, I finally said the girls were okay in my head. And I would just be lackadaisical, and he got to pick my brain. I got to pick his brain, things that he wasn't connecting with. With me, I got to learn about him. And our friendship built when our relationship ended because he was still doing the same things, but we were still we were able to talk more because I had to compromise what I was comfortable with. So it was kind of tricky. So we right. ended off being great friends. But we just couldn't be together. So I mean, right. if, if I may interject, um, see that's mm-hmm. that's 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 a huge thing right now is, um, you know, a man and a woman meet, and it's not, you know, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't quite click intimately, you know, in the beginning. But they get to know each other, right? right. And they become pretty good friends. So over the course of a year, two years, as by them becoming friends. Oh, look out! A connection got made. Mm-hmm. Now they both fighting the connection because they don't want to mess up the friendship, right? And I mm-hmm. think that's a, that's a that's a that's a bad thing because I, I I personally feel that one in any relationship, physical attraction will always be the first thing. I mean that's that's mm-hmm. that's, that's 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 ground zero if you ask me. But you know. have to have some kind of friendship mm-hmm. that's almost analogous to the physical attraction or right above it. You know what I mean? So I think that a lot of a lot of people miss out on a great connection because they're fighting the next step just to stay friends, just to keep that that kind of quasi connection going. I I agree with that wholeheartedly. Really? I was going to say, I totally do not agree. But go ahead, Jen. I I agree. I think we live in a a society of instant gratification. I think social media, um, marketing, advertising, all does everything to perpetuate the message that everything has to happen quickly. And if you don't feel it in the first five minutes, then it's not worth investing your time. I mean, look at speed dating, all these various, you know, outlets for people to meet people, not even really organically anymore. Most people are meeting people online now. You rarely hear people say, oh, I met him through a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. And it's just kind of like, you know, I've actually heard other women say, well, if I don't feel it like in the first 
three to five dates and I don't waste my time because, you know, my biological clock is ticking and I got to get on this. And we, we do miss out on a genuine connection because everything feels so rushed. Now, I understand the downside of dating a friend because I did that. You know, I dated a close friend that I knew for seven years and, you know, it didn't end well. And unfortunately, because we took it to that next level, we were not able to remain friends. Who knows? Maybe one day we will. You know, I have no animosity towards him, but I think that it is important. And even my therapist said this to me. He was like, you know, the first thing you really want to do is build a friendship. See them in different contexts. See them who they are with their friends. See, see them for who they are when they're with their family. See them for who they are when they go through extremely stressful situations. Because we all know that the first beginning stages of the relationship are the honeymoon phase. You know, you're seeing that person with rose-tinted glasses. They're perfect. They can do no wrong. We put them on this pedestal, and then we see the reality of the situation, and we're disappointed. You know, but if it's like, you know, if, if, if it's like the gentleman said, you really just take your time to get, some, get to know someone, figure out how they flow, what makes them tick, and see if you guys are a good match. I think the outcome would be more successful going that route than, you know, the route that most of us have been taking. But, but, yeah, but, let me but I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I, the reason why I kind of – I'm on the fence with that is because, like, um, okay, I do agree with the things happening kind of quick. I do think that, you know, relationships move uh, kind of quick and, and all that stuff. But if it, if this if it really was about instant gratification and people just want to feel – uh, uh, a certain kind of way. I don't think we would stay in these relationships so long because there is no gratification in them after a oh, certain no, no, period. No. Yeah, I agree with that. In regards to why we stay, I honestly think the underlying cause is fear. You know, fear that we can't yeah. do better, fear that no one else is going to accept us, fear that fear of actually having a healthy relationship because then it seems like you have more to lose. You know, some people gravitate towards dysfunction. Well, yeah, this person treats me like crap, but at least I know they're always going to be there. I take my chances and I step outside into unknown territory. Wow, I could actually be happy. And unfortunately, that, that can actually be something that a lot of people are afraid of, genuine happiness. So what were some of the things, like in, in all the cases that we, we heard, did any of you – uh, go outside of these relationships to kind of get the pieces that you weren't getting while in them. Pat, did you did you go outside the marriage at all, or did you just stay and just try to wait for her to get it together? All right, so it's yes and yes, because uh, I, I got married late, when I was like, uh, 05, and we were together since, like, 97. So about eight years I was in the relationship, we got married. But, like, three months before the wedding, there was a story. So, yes, I did go because at the end I was like, you know, okay, this is one time. Let me not do the back and forth thing. So this is me talking to her. I'm not going to do the back and forth. You know, listen, let's go from there, you know, do it as a team, and let's forget about this. Because it was, like, you know, genuine feelings, you know. She, 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 was, my, she, she was my friend. So, uh, you know what, maybe you made a mistake. But then it was the second time and the third time. I was like, you know what, the hell. So now, me, I always like to flirt. I'm a big flirt. But I would never 
pan out. To, it, would, it would never pan out to anything because I would never pursue it. But right now I start changing. I say, you know, if I'm flirting and I see a, a good response from whoever I'm flirting with, I will go for it. And I say, once it wasn't like, no, okay, you did it three times, so I'm doing it now. No, it wasn't like, you know, at the end, I'm like, you know, shit, my son is here. You know, when we do family things, there's no problem. We were some pretend, yes, to some extent, but a lot of times it was genuine. You know, we do a lot of family things, the vacation and everything, so it was a good time. When we had a good time, it was a great time. But then, you know, you had too many times, like, you know, of a mistake, you know, it's no longer a mistake. So I'm like, I didn't care about it after all. I was like, you know, shit, I'm doing me now, so who am I to tell you about what you did? Because we're exactly. the same right now. Just because I did it after, after you, it doesn't mean that, you know, that I'm better than you. At this point, I'm like, you know what, fuck it as far as I'm concerned. But, see, I think that's what happens in, in, in majority of the cases. I believe that it's so rare that you find, like, once w- one person just continues to mess up and they're, or, or they're not necessarily a cheating thing, but it could just be that they're not giving you what you're looking for, what you're asking for, and then just after a while you just start, you know, other people look better and better to you, and then now you're you're dealing with someone else, and but you don't really want to – you know, start all over again. So you like, you know, look, I'm still having fun. I'm still doing me. So I'll stay here. I really believe that that's a huge reason why these long failing relationships uh, uh, continue. Um, actually, stepping out of my marriage and actually being verbal with my husband about the fact that I was going to pursue someone else, and that you know, I mean, really, a lot of it was I was just scared to be like, it's over. I'm leaving you. So you told him you were going to see him? Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did, because I just didn't care anymore, because the the emotional abuse at that point had gotten so bad that I lost respect for him. Mm. And I said, listen, I'm going to fuck this person whether you like it or not. So I'm just letting (laughs) you know. So technically it's not you. Letting you know. And he flipped out, of course, and, and although the person that I pursued turned out to be not the the most ideal person, it woke up something in me that had been dormant for so long, and that was, like, the appetite for love and affection. Mm. And so for me, experiencing that, although it was brief and fleeting, actually gave me the courage. I'm not saying I went about it the right way, but it actually gave me the courage to say to him, this is over. There's nothing left. I'm not, Mm. I can't die in this marriage. Right. Right. Yep, yep. And, yeah, uh, you know that what? was definitely. I want to add. Sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. I just want to add also, as far as I was concerned, I don't know if it's the case for, I didn't hear anybody say that, but uh, I was also into, like, the, we've gone this far, and I felt like people were on me, looking at me, and like, you know, I don't want to look like a failure. I want my marriage to be good, you know what I mean? That was also yeah. this other part of me that I was mm-hmm. like, you know what, I can't give up now, this, this, and that. Maybe there's a chance, but I was I was quitting myself. Yeah, that was definitely one of one of my reasons because we actually came from uh you know, like the same school, so we knew so many of the same people. So it was like a a pride issue. You know, there were mm-hmm. girls that uh, I knew that were his exes, and I just knew they would have a field day if it if it had uh, been a failure. So it it almost, you know, like pushed me along to just keep it going, 
even when it was like nothing. There was literally nothing there. No. Yeah. Culture also plays a role in it because my ex is from Trinidad. And, um, uh oh, Michelle. Michelle. Uh-oh. Oh, no, this is Jennifer. Oh, wait, what, what? No, I mean Michelle. No, I'm Trinidad. I'm from Trinidad. Nothing against Trinidadians whatsoever. Uh, um, let, me just, let me just put that out there. But he, you know, I mean, I honestly felt like he was being somewhat manipulative, um, using his culture against me in a way. But, you know, when I told him that I wanted a divorce, his response was, you know, I don't understand you Americans. You don't work things out. You know, you just give up. And I sort of in that moment when he said that, I had a flashback of my sister-in-law, and I knew very deep, you know, intimate details about her life, and I knew the fact that my brother-in-law was a compulsive womanizer. And Mm. I said to myself, yeah, but, you know, yeah, you're sticking it out and you're trying to make it work, but at the end of the day, if somebody doesn't want to change, they're not going to change. And I'm certainly not going to take on that, that project and, convince myself that you can change only you know only you can make the decision to change and I said if I'm with a partner that I want to change that in itself is a fundamental issue because I should be able to accept my partner as they are and so I said to him I was like well you can you can coin this you know or attribute this to me being American or you can attribute this to me finally realizing my my worth and realizing that I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who treats me so poorly. Mm-hmm. So how but, many times did you say it was over before it was really, really over? I went through an ambivalent stage. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, if I make up my mind about something, uh, I usually try my best to follow through and make it happen. I had alluded to the fact that it was over sometime around, I guess, early June. And by the end of August, he had moved out. Oh, good for you. I just knew if I didn't do it, I was going to renege. I was going to find a million excuses not to. You know, we had accumulated a lot, a lot of debt together. That's another reason why couples stay together, that we haven't talked about debt. Yeah. Because I actually had my girlfriend tell me, because her and her husband have been married going on a decade. And, you know, I mean, they're just complacent. They don't have sex very often. They have a, a two-year-old. And I said, you know, keeping your marriage alive is really important. Coming from someone who was in a, you know, not so great marriage, and she was like, yeah, but we have too many bills. And I was like, uh, okay. Wow. So was that, did, that play a, did that play a role with you, Pat, the bills? Um, Not really. Because at the end, when I was like, first of all, I say, I'm done several times. Moved out, came back, and the whole night. But when I actually divorced her. So when I divorced her, part of the plea was like, you know what? She won't touch my pension. I'm taking on all the bills we agreed to get. So not a problem. So that was like, a, you know, to kind of get her also to sign, uh, not to, to contest. I did that. I was, you know what? Fuck it. I'm taking on all the bills, all the credit card bills. It's on me. And that was it. So it was not really like the reason why I stayed. It wasn't really so much for the bills. It was really like, you know, I wanted to make it work, and my son, we had, a, like I say, when we had a good time, it was a great time. So it was not always, you know, bad. It was not like, you know, it was like, you know, we've been like, you know, maybe like a year with drama free and shit, you know, until we started again. And then, you know, it's like you almost forgot that it was a year ago. And mm-hmm. that was that, but the bills were not a part of the, not of my reason to stay. 
Okay, well, I have a question. This is Michelle. I have a question for everyone. So now looking back, hindsight is twenty twenty. If you had to do it all over again, do you have any regrets or what would you tell that your younger self or that person seven years ago, two years ago, or five years ago? Would you still say, <laughs> well, knowing what you know now, what would would you do things differently? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, mine is like two seconds long. I absolutely would have never because I got all, I got so many red flags. First of all, his mother and his sister told me he was crazy. Right there. Uh, that's the two seconds right there. Hey. I should have listened mom, to that. mom say, because it's crazy. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, and I still was like, oh, what's wrong what, with them, you know? Was. Or you so, know, yeah. like, I can fix it. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> like, the other part we didn't it. even talk about, the the I can fix him or he'll get better syndrome. Yeah. Right. And exactly. that, that was really my hang-up, you know. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I would never. I would ne- I would wipe him clean. I probably wouldn't even have went to that school. I would have ran away so much. <laughs> so you would not have even gone out with him, you're saying? No. No, not at all. Okay. It was That's a waste That's a of tricky time. one. Because I think there's, there's maybe I'm – Maybe it's because I'm a therapist. Maybe because I I prescribe to Buddhist philosophy. But I just feel like there's a lesson in everything. Yeah. And as much pain and and trauma I as I went through in my marriage, I came out so much stronger and so much more able bodied. First of all, I love my son. You know, I love our son. And you know, even though my mom sometimes makes snide comments like, "Well, if you never had him, you never would have known." The reality is, he's here. And he's here for a reason. And my marriage, I don't see it as a failure. I see it as an opportunity for growth because I learned You're about myself. You're bigger than me. I learned about myself and who I am. And I feel like it's when you're the most uncomfortable, lost, sad, however you want to label it, that's when you grow as a person. When you're complacent and you're happy and everything is great, I find that you stand still a lot. And it's the trials and tribulations, I think, that help us evolve as people. And I think that, if anything, I can really feel good about the fact that even though I was unhappy and even though I was scared, I still had the courage to leave. I agree with that, but the only thing my thing is, Susan Michelle, my thing is with that is, um, like with Sherry, for staying so long. Like with Sean, I love it. Two years and you were out. So with me and all the things that I'm going through, I feel that my only thing I will tell myself is I probably would be like Shia. I wouldn't even get involved. But if I did, I definitely wouldn't stay as long. I just, mm-hmm. you know, if I see that so I'm not getting my needs met, you know, and this person is not going to meet my needs, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm but think out. about it. The chances of you doing that again are very unlikely. You know, oh, so it's kind of oh, like oh, being in a relationship. Oh, right. very likely, right? Sure, I sure. I said, oh, very likely. <laughs> yes, yes, people, people repeat patterns. Yes, absolutely. But I think for those of us who, and you all sound like a bunch of insightful people, even though it's hard to sometimes have insight when you're in it. But I think that for me, I'm more keenly aware. You know, I'm more mature. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't fall for the game like I used to. It's not about what you say. It's about what you do. I feel like I'm smarter when it comes to relationships and essentially screening people, which is what dating is. Right. You know, and if I and, right. and if I see something off the bat that I don't like, I just don't return the phone call. 
You know, it's right. that simple. Right. <laughs> well, so. see, you know, for me, I, I, I would have to say that that it, being in that relationship brought the worst out in me, and and actually, mm-hmm. I kind of loved myself prior to the relationship. I had, and, and Michelle could definitely you attest sure to this. <laughs> I know I was everything was me about me. I yes, love myself so yes. much, and he destroyed that. He lit, just destroyed it, destroyed mm-hmm. everything that was who I was. And mm-hmm. so, no, I would never. <laughs> Never. Mm. I am not interested in going that deep because I personally think where I was prior to him would have taken, you know, some work, you know, making my head a little smaller than what it was maybe. And, <laughs> you know, like a, a, a few other mm. things added. Of course, I had to grow in, in other things, but that's a part of maturity. I was very young when we got together, but the things that he did was beyond just youth. It was really like a psychotic situation almost just mm. insanity just dealing with someone doing the same things over and over it was oh, yeah. it was so i i can't it was it was so abusive so mm. mentally and emotionally abusive mm-hmm. that i would not and, and i said that to him i wouldn't wish him on my worst enemy because he mm. can literally love a woman to death literally but that's why some people don't realize that sometimes domestic well mental Abuse sometimes can be worse than than oh, yeah. physical. Absolutely, I, I because mean, like you uh, said, uh, you were in it so long, you didn't even realize that you were being abused. If you were, if you get hit, you know, oh my gosh, he's hitting me. I'm exactly. Abused. But some people mm-hmm. take the mental for so many years, not yep. realizing, oh my gosh, this person's really breaking me down. Yep. Well, I mean, because he took a so. he took a woman that that felt so highly of herself, and by the time he was done. Uh, done with me, I second-guessed myself. I didn't think that anybody else would want me. I didn't uh, feel worthy mm-hmm. of anything. I felt like I was an idiot. I didn't think I was smart. Mm-hmm. I, I, could, I, ha- I have a laundry list of things that he imposed onto me that I had never thought about myself ever in my mm-hmm. life. And, and I totally believe would have never because I have never thought those things ever again since leaving mm-hmm. him. So I don't. I, that, I'm very different in that fashion. I, of course, I love love my children. You know, uh, uh, the daughter that he and I had together. Absolutely, I I, I wouldn't give her back. I would change who her parent was <laughs> a million times over. Okay, but mm-hmm. other than that, no, I'm fine with that. But everything else that that came from him, his family, his everything could go in the sea somewhere yeah my ex was a king of gaslighting like I would be so confident in the argument and I would I knew I wasn't wrong and although quote unquote it shouldn't be about being right or being wrong I mean he could make mm-hmm. me convince he could convince me that I was crazy and I'm just like wow. wait, did you just say what 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 and then I would walk away feeling like I had to apologize and I'm just wow. like, right here. And it wasn't until I understood what that term meant that I realized, wow, you open up the dictionary, there's this picture right next to it. I mean, he <laughs> is like the king of gaslighting. And it wasn't until I learned how to just set boundaries, not play into his mess and be very concrete with him. And I remember one time he provoked me and I stood up to him. And that didn't happen very often because he was so intimidating. And he got turned on. And wow. so I said, wait a minute. 
And I thought that was very fascinating. I was just like, wow, this what it, this this what it takes to get respect from you. Wow. Because he became a bully in the relationship, and I became the victim because I allowed myself to become the victim. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Never so again. So Pat was showing any regrets, or would you do it again? Or I'll let Sean well, we know. Huh? Sean, I'll, I'll let Sean answer first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean, would you would you would you do it again? You felt you got a good lesson out of that. I mean. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, I, I felt I got a good lesson out of it. Um, would I do it again? <clears throat> I would because it wasn't as damaging to me um, as it sound like. <laughs> you know, it sound like y'all been through. Um, <laughs> Way <laughs> worse. So, I mean, looking back, it wasn't as damaging. It was just a lot of loud screaming and, you know, me just trying to say, you know what, I'd rather – I'd rather just sit home and watch porn than to go out with you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the long drawn out, you know, getting, you know, figuring things out. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, yeah. even the bad, you know, one bad thing uh, negated a hundred good things toward the end. The good things were still, you know, pretty good. Right. Uh, okay. But not good enough for me to say, you know what, I'm going to ride it out and hope it gets better. It just got to the point where I just said, I, I, I don't need it. Don't so if it. she would have gotten pregnant, would that have yeah. made a difference to you, or would you have just... Well, yeah, of course. I mean, my answer would be very different, <laughs> you know, oh, okay. tonight. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I mean, to be honest with you, if I would have got that girl pregnant, I probably, I probably would have that, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I would have I would have lost my mind though dealing with her because that would have been such a trial and tribulation that that it was it I don't know if I could make it through that so right. mm. um but you know um hindsight being twenty twenty uh one thing it did teach me uh is not to be so concerned with the superficial you know what I mean because in the interim in the intermediate. In the in the transition period when it was going from great to horrible, you know, I rationalized a lot of stuff with, you know, by her looks, you know, right. I, was, I was like, well, I'm lucky just to have her, and, you know mm. what I mean? She is what I, you know, she is exactly what I want, um, right. you know, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, she was a head turner, you know, we go out, we go out to dinner and stuff like that. I mean, you know, everybody in the room turn their head, you know, and I and I'm mm. me, so- Sean Robinson, you know. Like, damn, I can't believe I even got you know, something like this. But <laughs> So, Pat, I mean, I know you said most of yours was based on, uh, you know, where, how you were raised and that you saw your parents together and, and um, you know, right, you didn't so, want a failing uh, marriage. But, but now would I, you... think like someone, I think like someone that grew up over here now. So now I'm already turned over, you know. But the funny thing is this. When we first started, we were in our twenties. Somebody's somebody's husband told me then, my best friend, said, "You know what, Pat? You should get out of it now because the way I see it is the type of person she's gonna be in her forties and still do the same thing." What did I do? Denied. <laughs> when mm-hmm. she turned forty, she was doing the same thing oh, mm-hmm. the same way. So mm-hmm. now that's, that's a great you point. Were, 
You know what I'm saying? Looking, right. looking forward, looking ahead. And yeah. you know, you're 20, 25 years old, and you're thinking to yourself, or, exactly. or better yet, you're 35 years old or 40, and you're thinking to yourself, damn, am I going to be going through this shit when I'm 50? You know. Exactly. That's actually a so, good point, Pat. So, 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 so I said, I'm not going to... Would I do it over again, or would I do it again? Well, now I thought that, and I said, suck. So I think that I see the signs now, and I'll be like, you know what, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but then can you really judge the next person? Exactly, take this out. My dumb man. You know what? Got into a relationship right now. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, that, that's a good question because, you know, my, my red flags fly up quick. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? My my, my red flags fly up real fast to the point where, like, uh-oh, this is for me to be all over again. Let me get out now. Right. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and I mean, I, I jump out the plane without the parachute just to get away from it. <laughs> 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 no, I understand <laughs> So, but, wait, so, Pat, I'm, you I'm was getting ready to say right. that you had, right. a, you had right. an experience. I, I'm in it right now, but this is the funny thing now because that person is way much younger than me, so I don't know if I should attribute attributes. I don't know if I say it right, but if I should put those signals in because of her age, or if it's just the person she's gonna be in 15 years from now. Run, Pat, run. Listen to your intuition. I got my slippers on. Let me go for my running shoes. That's right. Listen to Jen. She just said she's a therapist. Listen to your intuition. Your intuition almost never lies. I'm dating this guy on the third date. He was like, I really want to see you again. I was like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Uh He He talked me into going out with him again because I allowed him to. And I'm seeing the same shit that I don't like. Follow mm. your gut. Right. Yeah. Right. Don't yeah. let anybody convince you that you're crazy for what you feel. You feel it, you feel it. Now you have mm-hmm. to be able to decipher between fear and trauma and what's actually there and, you know, um, try to apply your logic as best you can. But at the same time, our gut so rarely lies to us. Right. And sometimes yeah. it tells us things that we don't want to hear. Right, that's mm-hmm. what I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we suppress it because we're like, oh, but it's fun to have options and it's fun to date and it's fun to be admired and all that other crap. At the end of the day, it is so much better to sit on your couch and watch Netflix than go out with someone that you really don't like. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, yep. thank you, everybody. This was really good. Very insightful. Thank I think you. we all yes. basically had the same, the <laughs> same situation. You know, we just hanging in there. For the same, almost the same reasons, mm-hmm. but um, yes, this was a very good show, and and we definitely have to revisit this um subject because it's just too much to to, to do in just <laughs> one show. No, really, because I, I'm still thinking of stuff that <laughs> I can add to this, but it, it's time to taper this off. So, but uh, thank you, everyone, and thank you. Um, thank you. Definitely, I'll let everyone yeah. know when the call is, is up so we can hear okay. it. Okay. So. All, right. All right. All right, everybody. All right. Good, night. Good, night. Good, night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night from Virginia. Yeah. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.